everyone, welcome to Spillin' TV the podcast. I'm Tyler, and on this episode, I am continuing the spooky season series and moving on to anthology series where each episode is a different like plot as opposed to seasons, which I covered last time. Um, honestly, I am distraught and I really want to start by not talking about at all what I just said I was going to talk about. And I want to talk about some of Netflix's latest cancellations. Uh, by that I'm talking about Teenage Bounty Hunters did not get renewed for a second season. And I am honestly heartbroken. Um, I, I know I talked about it like immediately after I'd watched it or after it came out and I hadn't really let my feelings about it sink in and I did have some complex ones and I kind of still do but overall I found it so enjoyable and like campy and fun and I thought it had interesting takes and outlooks on different like religion and sexuality in a way I hadn't seen done before or together like that and I'm really gonna miss it and I'm sad about it uh the other thing I'm sad about is Netflix uh like canceled glow even though it was renewed it just said nope on season four and i'm really sad about that oh oh i'm humiliated oh my god uh <laughs> so somebody was uh someone just knocked on my door and it scared me because i don't really know people and no one would be showing up uh turns out it was a package uh also didn't even know what the package was so i was honestly felt like i was in a horror movie because all the only thing I've consumed today and like since the only thing I've consumed since I got off work yesterday is like quote-unquote horror stuff and my heart is racing I I <laughs> was real shaken up by that wow okay uh <laughs> I gotta re oh recollect my thoughts oh my goodness wow I'm just so <laughs> not over that okay uh I was trying to say that I am really sad about Netflix, like, reversing its decision to renew Glow and cancel its fourth season, which was going to be its final season, so it was going to be closure, and so now I'm really sad about it because Glow was actually really good, even though I, like, put it off until watching until, like, after the third season was released, but it was so enjoyable, even though I also had a few complex feelings about it in the beginning, mainly about these, like, the names that they went with that were, uh, they just felt weird. Um, in particular, like, Welfare Queen just really did not sit well with me. Um, but I don't know. It, I don't know. Maybe there was a subversion or something. But I'm sad about it. And honestly, I'll just bring it up now. Still sad or upset about the fact that they canceled or or reversed their decisions about um i'm not okay with this and the society both of which very interesting watches like i'm not okay with this was so short and like sure i guess we can leave it where we left it which is like with zero closure and just a bloody mess like literally a bloody mess um and then the society left on a hanger like a cliffhanger and it was kind of like i wanted to see where they were gonna take it and Due to COVID, they canceled them, but also I'm kind of confused about that because plenty of shows are, like, resuming production in spite of COVID, and, like, they're taking precautions and whatnot, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, so why cancel these ones specifically due to COVID? I don't know. 
Uh, this doesn't apply to teenage bounty hunters. It just didn't renew it, and I don't think it's COVID reasons. Um, but I'm I'm truly heartbroken about that one, and I'm just upset that they re- reversed their previous decisions on these other shows. It just doesn't seem right. And honestly, you can't trust Netflix because they canceled one day at a time, and that was a crime. As were many of their other cancellations, but that one's still kind of fresh on my mind right now. Uh, so uh, <laughs> with all of that, I don't know frustration aside i guess i will get into these uh these shows that have that oh my goodness uh with all the frustration or whatever aside i guess i'll get into the shows that i'm actually here to talk about right now and these are the anthology series where each episode is different um so i have one two four shows that i'm gonna be talking about um and i've seen I guess I've seen the entire, well, no, hmm. I've seen, I've seen most of these, like, most of the episodes of these shows I've seen, so I can, like, I feel good enough talking about them, um, and I'm gonna start with Creep Show, which, I don't know if people really know about it, it is a Shudder original, and I brought up Shudder last week because it is the, you know, the go-to app for the horror scene, um, and Creep Show was originally, um, a film and it was two films there was a creep show and a creep show too and the first one came out like in the 80s and i don't know about the second one in the film the screenplay was done by stephen king and it was directed by a george a romero i know nothing about this uh george romero person and i know you know a little bit about stephen king like i know he's you know up there in the horror like novel scene right um, and so this show was like a continuation of the movies, which I know zero about, but I saw that on the internet. And um, I don't know. So each episode, there were only six. Um, it did get renewed for a second season, which has not uh, come out yet. But each episode has two different like short horror stories within it. So it's like basically 12 different little horror stories happening in this show. And um I watched all of it and truly this show was the reason that I was like oh let me do this shutter free trial so I can watch it and then I found out channel zero was there and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna have fun here but I um I didn't love it like like as a whole I I don't know so I I mentioned before that I'm not like some horror affectionado I don't know all the subgenres and subcategories and I'm not like I don't know I just I, I I consume I guess an adequate amount of like horror movies and horror shows and stuff but I guess I'm no expert but personally I didn't love creep show I wanted I wanted more from it I wanted I wanted to be creep I wanted it to be creepier and it wasn't it kind of fell flat for me in that sense um I don't think it was bad by any means I just don't think that I just had different expectations and it wasn't what I was expecting, I guess. Um, but I will say the third episode, I truly did enjoy it. The two stories they had, um, All Hallows Eve and The Man in the Suitcase. Those stories I found to be the most interesting and like gripping and like I wanted to see where it was going to go. And but like some of the other ones, it just some aspects of it kind of felt like silly um like in the first uh in the first story of the first episode I don't remember the name of there was like this slimy monster thing and that just really I didn't care um so creep show just wasn't wasn't it for me and but to each their own um 
I definitely looked up to see if there was like good rece- like uh, like if it was like well, well received and I kind of don't remember what the results were but it's available to watch it's on Shutter. it's only six episodes they're not that long they're like 30 minutes so you can what three hours and be done if you want to see what I'm talking about um the next show I'm gonna get into and this is in no particular order this is kind of just what I <laughs> the way I wrote it down uh, is two sentence horror stories. So this show is available to watch on Netflix, but it is a CW show. And apparently it was originally pitched as like five short films before the CW was like, let's make it a regular series. And um, each episode is um, like about 20 to 23 minutes, basically. And um, the show was created by Vera Meow. And so one season aired... And it's available on Netflix. However, there are nine episodes in the first season, but there's only eight available on Netflix. So I was only able to watch the eight, and I don't know about the ninth one. But I'm kind of interested to see it, maybe. Um, because the ninth one's supposed to be, like, a trilogy where there's, like, a combination of these different, like, horror stories put together. And the show has been renewed for two more seasons. So originally, season two was going to air this fall. But due to COVID, it got pushed back to, I guess, it's slated to come out in the the beginning of 2021. And it's also already been renewed for a third season by the CW. So, you know, more Two Sentence Horror Stories to come. And this idea of, like, Two Sentence Horror Stories is kind of like an internet uh, phenomenon, similar to the way in which Channel Zero was creepypastas. This is I had two sentence horror stories and there's like a whole reddit thread and a bunch that you can like look up and look into and this is like taking those two sentence horror stories and like expanding and like twisting and making them interesting um so there like I said I was only able to watch eight episodes because the ninth one is not on Netflix and I didn't even realize it was nine until I was like looking it up more so I had two episodes stood out to me the most And one of them was episode three, and it was called Legacy. And that one felt the most, even though at some point I laughed because in, in, in horror, like they'll take it for me, at least they'll take it up to like a certain point of like, oh, this is actually kind of creepy and like, ooh, I'm on edge. And then like something will happen and then I'll just start laughing because then it kind of like takes me out of it. Um, so this, this episode Legacy had sort of dealt with like loss and grief in a sense um and also like abuse it was also it was kind of like heavy mixed with the horror and I thought that that one was like pretty good and there was like kind of a twist there that was interesting and I wish I had written down what the two sentences were (laughs) um like what the actual two sentence was that the two sentences were that uh inspired the story but I forgot to um, but it, there were, like, there was, like, a ghost element here, and, um, just really interesting, and at one point, I kind of was, like, really creeped out, <laughs> but then, like, the ghost did something weird, and I just started laughing, because it was actually hilarious. Um, so, Legacy, I think, I think was, like, the best one for me, and then the next one that I found to be, um, to be, like, interesting and, like, different and not necessarily what I was expecting was episode six, Tutorial. And the two sentences were something like, I didn't lock my door, that way it was easier to catch my prey or something like that, something along those lines. And it was like, it it was like funny 
And then also there was, like, twists, and I was, like, really, like, kind of invested in, like, yeah, it did get, like, kind of funny and, like, a little bit silly at one point, like, towards the end. But it was also kind of, like, poked, well, not, it was imitating the, like, like, vlogger, like, makeup, uh, makeup vlog game. It was, I felt that the impersonation was, like, spot on. And it was just, it was just good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was light, not too, not too dark, not too heavy that one was. And, you know, it's was, it was a little bit fun, a little bit fun, a little bit scary. Well, not really scary, but a little bit fun, a little, a little creepy, a little weird. Legacy was a little more heavy um, in terms of, like, other, like, issues going on, like, abuse and whatnot. Um, so, the other episodes, I didn't have super strong feelings in one way or the other. I feel like there was probably one that I d- didn't like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the second episode that much. That's because it, it was something about squirm, and there was, like, stuff going on, like, underneath skin, and they were definitely, like, maggots at one point. And I just really hate bugs. So, I don't, I hate everything that has to do with bugs, and I don't like them when I see them on TV. So, automatically, Squirm was a miss for me. Squirm was also a heavy episode in in terms of, like, these societal issues. So, the show really does, the thing about this show is that it's not necessarily horrifying or scary. Granted, that one with the ghosts, like, that was, in my opinion, the one that was, like, most, like, traditionally kind of scary because there was, like, a ghost aspect. A bunch of the other stuff was more like people doing things, like like people centric, as opposed to like um, uh, supernatural or monsters. Are monsters supernatural? I guess so. You know, whatever. Supernatural, paranormal, like as opposed to that stuff. But aside from the legacy episode, and I just watched them. I was like finishing watching them yesterday. My brain is like mush, and I don't remember anything anymore. But for the most part, they were all more, like, people-centric as, like, the villain or the thing or the the prey and the, the predator as opposed to supernatural or paranormal aspects playing um, a part in it. So, that's two sentence horror stories. And honestly, happy for Vera Meow. You know, she's doing something right. They renewed it twice, and it hasn't even come back out yet. So, shout out to her. Um... The next show, okay, I'm actually going to jump out of order and move on to the this one, which is the newest one, uh, Monsterland, which is a Hulu original series. Um, this show just came out on October 2nd, and I haven't watched the whole thing. There are eight episodes, and I've seen six. Yeah, I missed a lot. I didn't watch the last two yet. Um, I, don't, um, I guess I will, but I didn't watch the last two yet, and... This show was created by Mary Laws and is based on the short story collection called North American Lake Monsters Stories um, by Nathan Ballingrud. I do not know if I said that right, but I did did my best on that one. So again, each episode is different and each episode in this one is named after a place. Uh, Like, for example, like Plainfield, Illinois or like Eugene... Ohio, maybe some place in Texas. One was New York, New York, um, New Orleans, Louisiana, I think was one, and then there was another one in Louisiana, and I don't know the other ones. Um, so each episode is named after a different place where the story is, you know, happening. And I don't know how I feel about this show. I know for a fact the New York, New York episode was my least favorite of the ones that I've seen. I was at no point was I gripped by it. I just I didn't care. Um, but the show is basically like 
I don't know. It's not so it is classified as horror and like on Hulu it literally just says horror. It is like a horror drama situation. But and again, I don't actually know the definition of horror, like what makes something horror, but I will say that this show doesn't feel like any of the things that like are quintessential horror. Um and not just because I'm one of those like weird people that like don't really think the movies are scary. But I just, the, the, the elements and the aspects that are horrific are just, like, real-life things. And I guess, like, real life can be, like, scary enough. But the whole, like, thing or, like, every twist, essentially, is, like, people are the real monsters and not these things that we are envisioning them to be, like, not some thing in the lake. Except there was a mermaid that happened in one of the episodes, and I also didn't really like that one that much. So, like, New York, New York, and whatever palacio texas or something not not a fan i uh, did not care about the mermaid story but it's, and then i don't know i don't i don't know because then there was an episode and i don't know if if the monsters aside from like this mermaid situation because i think that was like legitimately like there the monsters aren't necessarily real and they're like figments or manifestations of people's I don't know, subconscious or guilt manifested or fears brought to life or something. There was like the mental aspect of it. Um, the first episode was kind of interesting. Um, it had Caitlin, ooh, Deaver or Dever. She was in Booksmart and that one show, Unbelievable. And I don't actually know how to pronounce her last name and I feel a little bit bad about it. Um, but she was in there and the, I will say that the episodes are well acted, like, the, the actors and actresses are doing what needs to be done. The plot, I don't know. Um, like, the execution of what's happening, I'm not too sold on. But I did enjoy, the episode I enjoyed the most was Plainfield, Illinois. That was episode five. And it starred Taylor Schilling and someone else. I do not know her name. Uh, Roberta something, I think. And it was like, again, not like scary and but they there was like mental health uh being like battle like depression or suicidal thoughts and things it was a very heavy episode as well like a lot of these like i will say these monster Land episodes super heavy like uh, heavy very like there is like there's an abortion storyline in the first episode this um like depression suicidal ideations in the episode five I don't know, there was some, some religious in the New York episode that I hated so much. Um, like, just, just a lot is going on, and I don't know. So, I mean, like, yes, real life can be scary enough, and I guess there is, maybe that's what this is saying. We don't need to escape into this fictional land of fictional monsters and whatnot, because the monsters are all around us. And if that's what they're saying, alright, I guess. But that's not what I'm looking for when I watch something that's horror. I want the fake monsters. I want the the supernatural, the paranormal. I want all of that to be going on. I don't want the real ones. That's scary enough, like in in the real world. Let me escape to laugh at the the fake horror in in TV. That's what I'm here to do. So Monsterland is not a fave, um, but it is available to watch on Hulu. Uh, so well, the last one I want to talk about is Black Mirror. Now. I don't know if Black Mirror technically counts as horror, but again, I don't really think that Monsterland counts as horror, so I'm just going to talk about it anyway, um, because I mean, like, some of the things are, if you think about it, a little bit scary, 
because the the whole thing with Black Mirror is the way that we interact with technology, and we know that technology is like kind of scary because what are the bounds what are the limitations how far can we take it like what's next and it's always like a what's next so at some point the thing that's next is not gonna be good like at some point we're gonna take it too far maybe we already have who knows who's to say not me so i'm gonna talk about black mirror so black mirror uh is available to watch on netflix it was originally a channel 4 series which is um british you know over there somewhere uh and it it was like exclusively that for like two seasons and then netflix got the rights um it was created by charlie brooker and the future is kind of up in the air with this one because of some like uh production company stuff and like changing that and then the other one having the rights and it's kind of like who the intellectual property and all that it's like it's like a lot going on right there and then also uh the creator himself was like i don't really know if the world needs another season of this right now because there's just way too much dark and twisty stuff already going on we don't want to put more like fear or any of that twistedness into the universe at this moment so i don't know uh but black mirror i for the most part enjoy the episodes um some of them so of of course i like some more than others but some of them i don't really like that much and i'm not going to talk about them because i don't remember their names of them um but i do want to talk about the ones that i enjoyed the most and also i'm just going to preface this with i looked up a list of well uh like i like the episodes ranked and there, I only looked at one article because I was just trying to get a refresher on the names of the episodes. But off the bat, I did not agree with the article. I felt like my faves should have been ranked higher. So I don't know if that means I have no taste or if they have no taste, right? So just throwing it out there, my opinions may not agree with the masses. But if you're here, which you're probably not, <laughs> uh, it's because you're here for my opinions. So who cares about the masses, right? And I don't have these ranked because I was kind of just writing things down as I saw them. But I will say, I guess I'll save the one that I did enjoy the most for last, maybe. Ranking things is very stressful to me. And I've done it. I've done it on on the website. I have done that. But uh, somehow I feel bad about ranking things. Like, I feel bad for the 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 fictional characters or the tv shows that i rank lower even though they obviously don't have feelings because they're not real or people in the case of like ranking a show or an episode but i don't know sometimes i just feel feel a little bad uh i just want us all to get along and be happy i guess um so i guess i'll just get into it so an episode that i enjoyed was shut up and drive so this episode and also I didn't, like, I'm kind of just going off memory here. I didn't re-look up the plots and stuff. Uh, But Shut Up and Drive was kind of bleak a little bit. Uh, A lot of these episodes of Black Mirror in general are kind of bleak. It's, it's like, no hope, basically. Like, there's, like, one episode that's, like, super hopeful. I guess, like, maybe, like, two that are kind of, like, you know, actually hopeful. And the rest are kind of, like, ah, this is who we are as people now. Um, Shut Up and Drive, this guy was kind of being held hostage in the sense that he didn't want this secret to get out so he was doing a bunch of stuff he wouldn't normally do and i don't know it took you on a wild ride and i was here for it so shut up and drive is you know enjoyable for me and i feel like i've told people 
or recommended to people episodes to start with. And I never, I never say to start with season one, episode one. It's just a little too weird to be the beginning. The whole pig situation and the like prime minister or something like that. Mm-mm, too much, too much for episode one. You have to start somewhere else and then you can circle back when you're like ready and like, you know, more prepared for the type of storylines you get with Black Mirror. So shut up and drive. Um, the next one I want to talk about is Playtest. And Playtest, in my opinion, might be one of the most, uh, quote unquote, scary of the episodes. Just because this guy is kind of like, I think, testing out, well, it's Playtest, so he's like testing out a video game. And he ends up like trapped in the simulation, I guess. And, like, things go left, things get creepy, things get weird, can't really find his way out. Um, and I thought it was kind of fun to watch. I was, like, on edge a little bit watching it. So, playtest, enjoyable. Also, playtest, I think it's a good watch for the month, for for October, for now. It's a, a good time to watch that episode. Um, next, the entire history of you. I should have written down what season these episodes were in and... I, I didn't. That would have made so much sense. Uh, but the entire history of you is like you get to like replay all all of your memories like at any given moment, essentially, like once you if you've gotten this like I think it's a device in your eye and you can like replay the memories and, you know, overanalyze and really, really get yourself worked up. You know, that embarrassing thing you did, you can relive it and be embarrassed every single time. Right. I. <laughs> The other day, I made a mistake, and I, I realized I made the mistake at, like, 11.30 in the morning. I was still thinking about that mistake at, like, 8 p.m., 9, 10. When I went to bed, I woke up the next morning still thinking about it. And, you know, I could have relived the moment if I had this little device from the entire history of you. Uh, so if you, if you enjoyed that premise, then you should watch this. And it also has to deal with, like, love and that other stuff, too, so you can relive all your embarrassing relationship or crush moments right uh what next okay (laughs) rachel jack and ashley too now was this episode actually that good i don't i don't really know but i definitely enjoyed it because that ashley two song like on a on a roll or something which man was it nine like a nine inch nails originally and then like it's it's miley cyrus is in this one and she's actually too this pop star and she has this little like doll thing it's out it they're just like one of those like pop stars that they like kind of crank out and don't let you make any choices for yourself and like you you see it on like tv and stuff and it probably happens like for real with some people and she's just just a product of the machine at this point and she's got like a little um little doll that you can talk to and she responds, but then somehow her consciousness ends up in the little doll thing, and then that's an adventure in and of itself. Um, but truly that song was kind of fun. And then so was the cover of the original. Head on a head on a, some something. If you if you know, you know. Right? So Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too. No, it's probably like not the best episode of Black Mirror, but I enjoyed it simply because of the music. Uh will not lie. Next one I wanna bring up is Nosedive, which was actually written by Rashida Jones and Michael Schur. And this one feels honestly like the closest to the next step of, um, I don't want to say civilization, that doesn't feel like the right word, 
But just like the next step in technology, nosedive feels like it because in 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 nosedive, people are basically rating their experiences, but like not just like at restaurants like this, not just like, you know, Yelp with like restaurants. It's like Yelp for people. So they're like rating their interactions with other people basically as they're happening. So it's like, hmm, somebody didn't wave at me. I'm going to rate them one star and like stuff like that. And the people are literally rating like customer service interactions, like all of them just you're constantly rating another person and you can like, I don't, I don't, I kind of feel like you can see the ratings above them. So you know what they are, or I don't actually know if that was the case or if they just did that for like the sake of the audience knowing what their ratings were, but there was a way to know everyone's rating and then you can like avoid them and like not grant them service or not let them in or not let them rent a car if their uh, rating was below like a 4.4 and all this other stuff and just like I, I think like the, the it's been a while since I watched this but it was like kind of someone spiraling out and their rating like spiraling at the same time and it was it was interesting to like look at and then also think about the idea of being like unplugged from this whole like life of constantly being on or online and pleasing people and never getting a chance to breathe or like be your true self i'm not saying that people's true selves have to be horrible but like you don't have to be a five-star person all the time sometimes sometimes you're two and that's okay like sometimes you just have to be a two but in those that you can't because when you're a two then you can't rent the car then you can't get the apartment that you want right i don't know it kind of like now that i'm thinking about it like this was michael Schur, also richard jones but this is like michael Schur and like this whole rating thing and then the good place in the point system you know feeling on brand ethical morality clauses all around it was a good episode not not really scary or anything like that a fun watch truly um so i do i do recommend nosedive if you haven't seen that one i recommend all the ones that i'm naming honestly except maybe rachel jack and ashley too unless you like miley cyrus then just go ahead and watch it because you know there was a decent song in there or you can just look the song up i think it's called i'm on a roll uh you'll, you'll know it uh, um next i'm gonna talk about san junipero which is the most hopeful of the episodes right the one with the most i guess beautiful-ish ending because a bunch of them end like bleak or unresolved or just they just leave you and you never really know where you're going uh but san junipero was actually like a beautiful kind of like love story and this idea of the afterlife that's like a simulation and oh well now that i'm thinking about this i this this afterlife simulation thing um reminds me of this other show that i watched recently and i do not remember if i talked about it or not but it was called upload which is an amazon prime original where you when you die or before you die you choose a place to like upload your consciousness onto so when you're like in those moments of like death, they take your consciousness and then shove it into this computer system where you live out the re- not the rest of your, you live eternity. Eternity is the word I'm looking for um, in in these different places, and it's also kind of like classist and stuff because it's like if you got money, you can live in the best place, and then if your family has money, they can like continue to let you have like these upgrades and buy the crap in the afterlife and you can, can you can still talk to your people that are dead in this afterlife and like VR with like the headsets and stuff get there so Sanjin of Arrow kind of just reminded me of that situation because it, it was like a afterlife simulation type deal 
and um it was just really good enjoyable like not not a bleak one if you're looking for some hope and you find the idea of like technology affecting life and all that other stuff then San Junipero is the episode for you uh the the other ones are kind of bleak hang the dj which i didn't write down to talk about but hang the dj was pretty decent in terms of like I guess, like, being not that bleak, it had to do with, like, like dating, like, like I don't know, kind of like Tinder or something, and different simulations and of, like, dates or life, something like that. But it wasn't super dark, so, yeah. Uh, next, Be Right Back, which is an episode that is, I think, in, like, the first season, and it deals with, like, loss and, like, grief, and again, not afterlife, well... Not necessarily afterlife, but, like, the people that you leave behind after you die. If there's this, like, program or service that lets you still communicate with them, but it won't be them. So, it's not, like, their consciousness, but it's, like, the this, this program or thing, like, reads and analyzes all of their, like, text messages and maybe phone calls and stuff to, like, pick up on who this person was and how they would respond in different situations. And then, like, for, I don't know, some amount of money, you can, like, text with your dead loved one uh, because they they read all, all this data to figure out how they would respond to different messages. Um, I think another service lets you, like, call them. So that's where they would, like, do the data of, like, phone calls and messages and stuff to figure out the voice and all that and whatever to have them, like, speak to you. And then, like, if you get, like, the super package, then you just get a whole new person, right? You just get, like, I guess, like, AI or whatever. You just, you just get a new dead person. That's bad. I don't mean that. You get the person that died. You get a new one, a replacement, if you will. And I kind of don't remember what came of that, but I do remember finding it interesting and, like, sad and kind of heartbreaking, but ultimately, like, really good. Um, And, like, grappling with that kind of technology because it's, like, I don't know, Black Mirror has a way of taking things that you think you might want and then showing you why you probably don't want that. And that's what this was and a bunch of other stuff. Now, I saved maybe the best for last. I don't know, because when I looked at that list, it was not number one and I was sad about it. But White Bear, which is either season, so it's either season two, episode three or season three, episode two. But it's called White Bear. And this is the episode that I basically tell everyone to, well, I say everyone, I haven't really told that many people, but like, like three to four to five people. Um, it's like the episode that I say you start with, mainly because it's the episode that I started with. So my, one of my friends in college introduced me to Black Mirror as a show. I hadn't heard of it. I didn't know what it was, but she was like, I was at her house and she was like, let's watch this show. Um, and then she was like, it's not really scary. And I was like, I don't really care about that, but I don't think she liked the spooks. So she was like, we're going to watch this one. And I just remember watching it and then like my jaw dropping when I got to the twist because I was not expecting that. I had no idea where we were going with this. But I just felt like White Bear really took me on a wild ride um, from start to finish. And I was just like questioning these people's like motives this whole time. And then finally, when you get to the point where you understand why everyone's doing everything, you're just looking like, oh, okay. And then you still have like a brief moment where you're like, do I agree with this or not? I don't know. And I don't know. I think it's good. It is a little, it's a little dark. It is, it, it's dark. Um, but I also think that it's good. I don't know. I think that White Bear is really, a really good episode. 
Other people may not agree with me, but who cares? I'm talking about what I'm interested in right now. So, yeah. So, we got, what do we got? We got Creepshow, available on Shudder. Two Sentence Horror Stories, available on Netflix. Black Mirror, available on Netflix. And Monsterland, which is available on Hulu. I do keep wanting to say Motherland so bad. And it's just because it's like, a bunch of the letters are the same. So, I get thrown off when I'm reading it. So those are, and there are other ones, I believe, that I just haven't seen them or hadn't heard of it or didn't get time to look at it before doing this. So that basic, that wraps up me talking about the anthology series that are episodic. Now, at last, last time, which last week I talked about anthology series where the seasons were different and I guess I've already forgotten which shows it. Okay. I talked about The Haunting of Hill House Channel Zero, um, Castle Rock, and American Horror Story. So, and I also, I'm not going to talk about this for too long because I realized that I probably shouldn't even be watching this show off of, like, who's involved with it, but I didn't realize that in the beginning. But, um, the Scream series, I guess, technically would fit in the anthology category, but I was confused because the first two seasons are related and then the third one is a brand new plot with a brand new set of people and that in and of itself felt weird to me. Um, so I'm not really gonna give too much airtime to Scream. Uh, I did mention it last week in the shows that I was watching, and I still am watching it, because at this point I watch so much I have to finish now. I'm halfway through the third season, so almost done. Um, also, I mentioned that The Haunting of Bly Manor was coming out, and it came out on Friday, which is yesterday as of me recording this. And I just want to say I love it. I watched one episode before I went to work, probably like I said I would, and I was already into it once no more. Um, At this point, I've seen six episodes. I was waiting for it to get darker today so that I could watch some more. And after I finish recording this, that is what I'm going to go do. And I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it. Um, It's Like, The Haunting of Hill House was kind of heavy in a sense. This one is too. It's tackling um, grief more so. I guess there was, like, some grief in in that previous one. But this is just dealing with, like, a lot of, like, grief and loss and guilt. And I am having fun with it. It's more, uh, I don't know if I want to say a complex story structure. Um, But it does, well, I guess similar. Well, not similar. But in Haunting of Hill House, it did go between present and past, but you could tell easily between present and past because it was, like, the siblings as adults versus the siblings as children, and then you knew. But this one is kind of um, the juggling between present and past and getting lost in the past and lost in the memories and, like, stuck in your memories, and but, like, stuck in your memories as your present self and trying to, like, find your way out of them. Um, and kind of just slipping in time, and it's, I don't know, it's different, and cyclical, circular, I don't know, but it's a very interesting way to tell the story, and to learn about these different things, and to figure out what's real, what's not, what's memory, what's true, who's, who's alive, who's dead, it's, I'm enjoying it, um, and that, that, this is taking me into the shows that I've been enjoying, or watching, that, weren't the ones that I talked about, and Haunting of Bly Manor is I'm enjoying it. I was, was watching it this morning, I was watching it last night, I, I'm, I'm into it, um, I might at some point dissect it more once I've actually finished it, but 
Print out. It, it's good. Um, and I do recommend. And if you haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House, I also recommend. You don't have to watch that one first. You can watch this one first and then watch the other one. Because Anthology is just like the same creator and like directors and people on the project. Um, and some of the cast recurred. Uh, Victoria Pedretti. You know, she's back. Uh, and then I wish I remembered this guy's name, but I don't. He played Luke. He played like adult Luke in the in the Haunting of Hill House, and he's back now. And it took me a little bit too long to realize that that was him, for being honest. Um, but yeah, I'm having fun with that one. Um, I guess the other thing I watch, well, I don't know. I'm pretty much like I pretty much just watching that and just watching like spooky TV like all today and yesterday because I was watching Monsterland today. And I was watching Two Senses Horror Stories also yesterday. So I can't really think of... Oh, well, okay. Lovecraft Country. I may have mentioned it before. I feel like I did. But still enjoying that. Um, I still never know what I'm going to get. And I'm still, like, figuring out what I do get when I watch it. Just because it's, like, so much happening and deeper than than what the surface is and tying in these actual historical things that are happening and the actual historical racism mixed with like legitimate monsters and that's you know when it gets me when you get the real monsters and the fake monsters existing simultaneously it's like what do you what do you run from i don't know uh and then also still the vow getting into nixium and all that stuff still 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 enjoying that trying to see how that's gonna unravel because i'm still not reading any any of the like articles and stuff about it because I just want to see where this docuseries takes me and then I'll look at the supplemental material so yeah um and I guess that pretty much wraps it up so again vote if you if you can if you hear this vote uh if it's not too late vote by mail get your ballots into you and drop it off in person it takes it'll save you more time if that's like if time is your issue or your concern do it that way um, early vote. That again also saves time, right? Um, you just just get it done, right? There basically there are no cons if you just vote. Only pros, right? I mean, in the in the end, you can we 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 could lose. But if that's the worst that could happen, the worst has already happened. So just vote so we can avoid the worst. Um, what else? And then, like, also, you know, like, the local stuff that you should be voting in and looking at. And so you vote down the ballot and do some research, right? I'm not an authority on all the things. I have to do some research myself. But I will be voting, is all I know. Um, you know, make some choices. Watch some good TV. And wear a mask. We are still in the pandemic. And things are still essentially awful. So do your part and keep yourself and your loved ones safe.